It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered. Error brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs here corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown, Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, it's always an honor to be here with you guys on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, filling in for the man, the myth, the legend, JT the Brick, who has a couple of days off after hosting a fantastic show on Monday on Raiders Content Day over there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Ahead of these three days, we're in day number two of mandatory minicamp at Raiders headquarters where the Raiders have perfect attendance except for one guy that isn't currently on the roster, and that is Josh Jacobs. But he isn't getting fined. He isn't missing any workouts because he still hasn't signed his franchise tag. So technically, he isn't in anything wrong. He isn't signed by the team, so he he can actually be there at headquarters until he signs that contract. And we are still in a wait-and-see mode, but look, He is playing his chips the way he wants to play them, and there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. He is trying to get a long-term deal. The Raiders are trying to get the player at his number, and eventually we will see number eight, not 28, number eight out on the field with the silver and black. We don't know if it will be with a deal that has an extension or if it's a one-year deal with that franchise tag, but we already saw what he can do with a chip on his shoulder, so I'm excited to see Josh Jacobs on the field, either with another chip on his shoulder, a bigger one, or coming in as the Raiders running back for years to come. So that's something big. I got a great show lined up for you today here on Raider Nation Radio. We're on for the next two hours ahead of Unnecessary Roughness with Q Myers from 2 to 5. But in hour number one, we're going to have Jennifer Stalen, who if you're a Raiders fan, you know that she's a former Raiderette. She was with the squad for three years. She did a fantastic job in the community. But Jennifer, she's a jack of all trades. She does everything. If you've been to a sporting event in the Valley, there's a 90% chance that she's been hosting that event. You see her out with the Vegas Vipers. She did an awesome job at Cashman Field with the Silver Knights, with the Nighthawks over there in Henderson. Also with the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena, with the big basketball tournaments in town. If you go to a sporting event, there's a very good chance you've seen her hosting that those events. But she's also on TV right now with the brand new show, Las Vegas Aces in the Paint, that talks about the WNBA champs in the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network. By the way, you can catch the show tonight at 7 p.m. And we're going to be talking to her with her first interview here on Raider Nation Radio. She's going to still stay with the silver and black with the Raiders doing some reporting and you'll be able to catch her on 
online on some of the great segments that the Raiders produce that she's a part of. So keep your eye on that. We'll have her here on our number one. This is Raider Nation Radio, but we're here in Vegas, the home of the Silver and Black. And there's a team that's still playing here in Vegas deep into their season. And they're two wins away from bringing Las Vegas their first top four championship. Of course, the Aces, they brought the WNBA title, but you know the top four leagues. Basketball, the NBA, NFL, football, MLB, baseball, and the NHL. Hockey. The Golden Knights are still in it, and they are two wins away from bringing the Stanley Cup to Vegas. My man Bobby Machado, producer of the show, running the board. I saw him taking a picture with the Stanley Cup last week that they were out that it was out here at the Lotus Broadcasting building. So he was happy with that. Another person that took a picture with the cup was Lindsey Brown that you can listen to her every morning here on Raider Nation Radio from 7 to 10. She's a big hockey expert, so I got to pick her brain and see what's up with the Golden Knights. And I got to talk about Aiden Hill. I started working the radio broadcast in Spanish starting game four of the first round. And since then, I've been a part of every road game broadcast. And when Aiden Hill came in, and it was Lauren Brossois who he took over, right, for Bobby? And when Brossois got hurt and Aiden Hill came in, I I was thinking worst-case scenario because Aiden Hill had never started uh, an NHL game in the postseason until before that moment. And, heck, he didn't do it until the next game. But he has been a rock star for the Golden Knights. So, Lindsay, she used to be a goalkeeper. I want to talk to her, a goalie, sorry. I want to talk to her about Aiden Hill and these Golden Knights that are killing it. Jonathan Marchessault, by the way, I heard Lindsay on ESPN Radio, not locally, but nationally this past weekend, and she actually went with Jonathan Marchessault as the MVP instead of Jack Eichel, and Marchie is killing it. She's He's killing it right now in the Stanley Cup Finals, so I hope he gets that MVP and Lindsay looks super smart. Bobby says that he would have done it too. And, of course, when you see a Golden Misfit, one of the originals, you want him to be successful, and he is doing so. Heck, William Carlson's having a great postseason as well with the Golden Knights. So hopefully they keep going that way. And also, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. We go inside the huddle with Vinny Vonsignor. He is at Raiders Mandatory Minicamp. So we will wait until the Post-practice interviews are over to bring him on the airwaves here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM to hear what he has to say about what went down a day in Henderson. And I'll kick it off talking about that. Yesterday, we were both there. I was there because I didn't have to host today's uh, yesterday's show. Uh, Q did a fantastic job for three and a half hours, but I was able to be out there. And Vinny and I, we were on the same page. Jacorian Bennett, number 29. The cornerback that the Raiders selected in the fourth round out of the University of Maryland. And that was something that completely, I wasn't going to say surprised me, but that I was pleasantly uh, just, I was happy to see that happen. There were there was actually a play where it was offense versus defense and Ja'Cory Bennett broke up a pass, defended it, incomplete, and all the offense, push-ups, coaching staff, had him do push-ups. I was like, yo, Jacorian, this is not the first time I see him make a play. But this time, obviously, the coaching staff saw a little bit of juice on him, and they were able to be like, okay, offense, you know what? He got you guys. Get some push-ups in. If Jacorian Bennett can end up becoming a guy 
for the Raiders, similar to what Nate Hobbs was in his first year, that he can come in being a day three draft pick and just become a, a collaborator from day one with these Raiders, or at least season one, that would be huge for a silver and black secondary that has struggled throughout the years. When was the last time the Raiders had a cornerback one that was shut down, that was all NFL, that was a guy that everybody in the league would wish to have in their roster? I mean... Back in the year before he, back in the time before he went to Green Bay, you could say that about Charles Woodson. Back in the day before he went to Philadelphia, you can say that about Namdi Asamoa. But how many guys has there been on the Raiders roster in the secondary that once their contract ended with the Raiders, you had teams literally going to a bidding war in free agency to get them in their roster? Right now, the Raiders, they have a solid secondary room. Uh, and they want to be able to change that narrative and bring in a secondary that can do a good job. And Ja'Korian Bennett, in my opinion, is a guy that can become something that the Raiders wish he can. And that would be great for the silver and black. Nate Hobbs, 2020. Jacor- sorry, 21. Ja'Korian Bennett now, 23. That would be a great one-two punch. But you look also at guys like Brandon Faison. You look at guys like Duke, Duke Shelley, who came over from Minnesota. Those were the free agency signings. And you look at David Long Jr. as well. But you got homegrown talent in Amik Robertson and Nate Hobbs. And I'll even put Tyler Hall in that in that group because Hall jumped around a couple of practice squads. If I remember correctly, he was in Atlanta as well. And then last year, he looked great on the field when he received opportunities with the Raiders. I remember that game against Denver when he got a sack, a big-time sack for the Silver and Black in the second half. And it's like you want these kind of players that aren't just out there with defending passes. No, you want players that make plays. And that was something, a drill also, that we saw yesterday during training camp. I was actually in the stands that they have set up there in the bleachers all the way at the top. And Mike Taylor, legendary PR man for the Silver and Black, he went and sat next to me, and I'm like, look, you got a perfect view from up here. You got nobody blocking you. And they were doing those kind of drills, punching the ball out making sure that players are protecting the ball, but also the offensive protecting the rock, the defense trying to get the ball away. And that's stuff that you have to be, it has to be second nature for you. When you're out on the field, you're looking to take the ball away if you're a defense. And the silver and black, they've been one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to turnovers in the last four or five seasons. They got to switch that. When you're able to flip the field, when you're able to take the ball away from the other team, they don't get points, and you get an extra possession to get points, that changes games. So the Raiders, they're they're working on it. They're getting all these OTA sessions. They're getting them in. They're getting in these mandatory minicamp practices, and fortunately as well now, they're able to also review these, these uh, sessions with the tape with the video because when it's OTAs, it's voluntary and you only have a certain amount of time where coaches can tell players what to do. Look over at at New England. They got fined. They got docked a couple of OTAs because they had a thing on the wall that said coaches are available for meetings from this time to this time. And somebody from the NFLPA was in there and it's like, hey, that looks like you're telling players to go into meetings. That's not right. And they got docked. They got taken away to OTAs. So out here, the Raiders, they're doing everything the right way. 
They're making sure that their players, uh, once the OTA session is over, they only got a certain amount of time. But with mandatory minicamp, mandatory. You have to be there. And the Raiders, they're able to review video right now, and every team as well. And we're actually going to listen from head coach Josh McDaniels, who yesterday in his press conference told us what these three days of mandatory minicamp are going to be for the squad. Not really. Um, I think the the difference, you know, we have a little bit more time, um, you know, so we're, we're actually going to get to watch the film in the afternoon. Like, if you ask me the biggest difference uh, between minicamp and OTAs now, um, you know, you're allotted a little a little bit more time on the field. We're not taking a lot more than what we've been doing. Um, but the biggest thing for us is we'll be able to correct the film today. Um, you know, that's the, the biggest change. Um, OTAs is a little bit of a challenge in that regard, you know, because I'd say most of the days of the year you're actually going through the, the, the work day and whatever you're doing um, – you know, then you watch that film afterward, correct it, and try to move on and have a clean slate the next day. OTAs isn't always that way, you know, because of the time limits that we have. So um, that's, a, that's a good thing for everybody so that we can start hopefully fresh tomorrow and just start on the new material, whatever it is, and get going. So um, more, a little bit more time to watch the film. We'll obviously, we'll, you know, have a chance to today happens to be the red zone we're going to end up working a little bit more in the red zone so but other than that the practice format is very similar yeah they were out there on the field so media we've been allowed in for two ota sessions both thursday sessions and we were we're allowed for every mandatory minicamp to be a session to be out there on the field during the complete workout we can only record and take pictures of the first fraction which is stretching not even individual periods we can record right now but we can watch it all so we're out there pretty much for the i I try to be out there for the two hours plus that the team is out on the field and like josh mcdaniel said we got more time but on the field it's going to be pretty much the same amount of time i mean if me as a media member i'm trying to get as high as possible in the bleachers because there's a little bit of shade at the top for like 45 minutes to an hour and it's still hot i can imagine the players on the field and it's not even that hot yet today's weather was great yesterday was okay it was good but in a month we know that it's going to be 115 degree weather out here in las vegas so those players those two hours they're going to feel like they were three or three and a half but those that ability of getting ready that gets you in a great moment as a team physically so we will see where the Raiders end up in these mandatory mini camps so far so good everybody's in attendance and the best part is there's a lot of players that came back from last year to this year and those players they know what's up with the offensive scheme they know what's up with the defense that Patrick Graham wants them to implement on the field so now you don't only have teachers in the coaching staff you got teachers in this squad that know more than they did last year they don't look lost out on the field when they're trying to implement what the coaches want so like Brian Hoyer he's not a Raider for year two it's his first mandatory minicamp with the silver and black but he knows josh mcdaniel's system he can help chase garbers and aiden o'connell along the way and that's something that i've seen during these three days that i've been able to be out on the field watching the silver and black brian hoyer he's a great teacher and we just got to have everybody ready it's football it's a contact sport somebody can go down and it's next man up 
Where you don't need a next man up is when you got the black hole and them. Since 1995, they've been the foundation of the nation with over 40 chapters worldwide. If you bleed silver and black and want to connect with other diehard fans, then visit theblackhole.com and become an official member of football's most notorious fans. You'll get a black hole members only shirt. 20% off all merchandise, and much more. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Cisco. Shout out to everybody at the Black Hole. It's always a great time at their tailgates. I can't wait for that August 12th preseason game because even though it's preseason, the Raider Nation, they're always showing out. Shout out to the Black Hole. Let's go to a commercial break, Raider Nation, and we'll be right back with Jennifer Stalin, who used to be a Raiderette. Now she's hosting shows on TVs, and she's still doing work with the Silver and Black. We'll talk to her exclusively after this commercial break. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Doesn't The deadline is not until July, so again, uh, I, I respect everything about that process. I've, this is not the first time that you know, that's happened in terms of me being a part of that. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I stand by what I said before. Love the kid, love the player, love the person, and um, look forward to when I see him. I look forward to when I see her a lot because she's awesome. She's amazing. She's Jennifer Stalin, former Raiders Raiderette, and now she's just a rock star all around Las Vegas. If I start listing down everything she does, it's going to take me the whole two hours of the show. But Jennifer Stalin, I'll just say the host for Fox 5 Vegas Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network show, Las Vegas Aces in the paint. Jen, how are you? It's great talking with you. Hey. Great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. So I'll, I'll be completely honest. How, how long has it been since I've tried to get you on the air? Because I know you're amazing. And I'm like, I got to talk with Jen one of these days on Raider Nation Radio. It's been a while. And finally, we got the chance to do so. I know. I got to you first, you know, talking to you in the, the Raiders morning commute. <laughs> so right. It's, it's a home and home series. I already did an interview with you. Now it's time for me to talk to you about you. Jennifer, how was it being a part of the inaugural Las Vegas Raiders Raider Red Squad? You were with them for three years. Yeah, I mean, that was an absolutely incredible experience. I mean, to be a part of NFL history like that and to, you know, be in Vegas and be, you know, a part of that first team here in Vegas, it was absolutely iconic and one of the best experiences that I I ever could have had. Um, and I'm just so thankful that, you know, this organization gave me an opportunity because um, now it's opened up several doors that I'm really excited about. Absolutely. And I'm already getting DMs from people saying, I'm a huge fan of Jen's. I'm like, I know I am too. And you're doing awesome. And you're also doing more work with the Raiders. I got to ask you, how are game days for you? Because I would see you down on the field with the Raider Reds. And then out of, out of nowhere, I would see you hosting some online digital segments. How are game days for you? Yeah, game days, uh, they were crazy in absolutely the best way possible. Um, I'm thankful for the thankful the organization allowed me 
to be a field reporter for the team as well as uh, cheer on the sidelines. Um, but game day pretty much started at 4 a.m. for me. Um, we'd get hair and makeup. We would then bus over to the stadium where we would have an on-the-field practice. Um, once our practice concluded, I would get ready um, to go film on camera. And um, that was fun for me because then I got to leave the locker room and then I got to go interact with the fans, which normally that isn't um, part of the experience unless you're doing what we call appearances where we go and do sweet visits or you might see us, you know, outside at some of the tailgates or, you know, something like that. So for me, we got to film uh, Raiders trivia, which was so fun being out there, you know, in Allegiant Stadium. I love being out in the crowd and feeling the vibe and the energy of the fans um, because, Game days are so incredible. So I would, you know, take off, you know, the practice uniform, put on the uniform for TV. Um, we'd go out and film, and then I'd race back to the locker room and uh, get ready to go perform for game day and, you know, go out there for pregame. I can't imagine how hectic and crazy that is, but I'm like, if there's one person that can handle it, it's Jen. Jennifer Stalen, follow her on social media. She does an awesome job. And now you made the transition from being on the sidelines to being on TV and hosting a TV show for the world champion Las Vegas Aces called In the Paint with Fox 5 Vegas, Silver States, and Entertainment Network. How has that experience been now a couple of weeks into the season for the undefeated Aces, by the way? Yes, undefeated. I mean, the the aces are absolutely incredible. I mean, it's a team full of trailblazers, not only, you know, the team on the court, but the front office as well. Um, and it has been the absolute, one of the best experiences of my life. I absolutely, you know, love the organization. I love every single person I work with. And, you know, it's just so important for us to tell these women, you know, tell their stories. You know, they are literally making history. I mean, every single game, you just see the stats they're just breaking down barriers they have record numbers um and it's so exciting for us to be you know it's a team of first really you know with becky hammond having you know the largest salary and then our state-of-the-art facility and then that's why you know the organization ultimately decided that you know what we need to give the team more we need to document and record all of these moments and share these moments with the world and you know that's how the tv show and the paint came about and i'm so honored um to have the privilege to, you know, host a TV show and just every day that I, you know, go into work and I get to sit down and, you know, talk to these players and coaches, you know, and everyone in our front office, every day I just leave more inspired than the next um, because they truly are just incredible women. Yeah, if you want to see the new episode of In the Paint with Jennifer Stalin pulling back the curtain and going backstage with the Aces, Catch it tonight, 7 p.m. on the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network broadcast channel 5.2 and on Cox 125 on cable. So far, what has been your favorite story to tell with the Aces? Um, my favorite story? I think I recently did an interview with Jennifer AZ, um, and, you know, she is just an absolute trailblazer in women's basketball. Um, and to now have her, you know, in our front office as – uh, the chief business of uh, the chief business development officer. <laughs> I always get the the title a little mixed hey, up. Hey, that's a tongue twister um, right there. It is, it is. But she's absolutely incredible. Um, and you know, she started what the nine awards, um, and those are actually coming up, um, which is held at Allegiant Stadium, where we honor women in sports and business. And it's really just a time to you know circle around women, and you know, especially the women that are trailblazing in sports. Um, 
And she is one of those women. Um, she was on the Olympic gold medalist 96 team. Um, so sitting down and talking with her and hearing her story and just seeing her passion and her drive, um, it really was absolutely just incredible and amazing experience. And I mean, just she has an Olympic gold medal. That is just incredible yeah. to me. And so uh, I think that would have to be my favorite interview so far. Um, but, you know, there, way, there are a lot more to come. So I'm, you know, prepping for all of them. I know on the show we're, we're having a roundtable coming up soon. So every week is filled with new and exciting things. And, you know, we're just bringing everything in from the game day experience. You know, I know we have coach and player sit-down interviews, um, which are really just incredible to see because the dynamic of the team is they're so serious, but they're also so so funny and the vibe of the team is so amazing and you can definitely see that all on social media um but these women are truly something special so getting to work with them has just been i can't even i can't even say just the the utmost incredible experience absolutely you mentioned game day experience when you talk about pro sports in vegas and game day experience there's a very high chance that you are a part of those fans game day experiences because just off the top of my head i know i saw you at the vegas vipers games that i was calling on the radio you were down on the field golden knights mm -hmm. you were out there at a game you you did silver knights you did nighthawks i know college basketball brings tournaments out here the vegas bowl you were doing work which by the way florida was in it right your alma mater yes so how has yes, that experience been with just hosting the events and being the face of these events out here in Las Vegas? Honestly, it's kind of the, the, the perfect world where, you know, as you guys know, I have a background as a cheerleader. I cheered when I was at the University of Florida. Um, and it's kind of cool because when I was at the University of Florida, I majored in broadcast communications and I was working for ESPN Gainesville while I was cheering. So getting to do kind of a full circle opportunity with the Raiders, um, Doing that here as well was a really uh, just a full circle moment for me in my career. Um, but I love it. I I love the game day experience, and I love making sure that you know whenever the ball's not in play, like the fans are having fun. Um, that's something we do as you know cheerleaders, and so I think that just naturally comes out. And I'm glad it's able to transition over on the microphone. Um, but being able to host these events, I mean, I truly I love sports. So. I feel like I get to play dress up. I get to go watch the game. I get to have fun, experience the fans, um, and just be there for them. I mean, you know, in Vegas, there's sports is incredible here. So, and there's never, there's never a dull moment, clearly. Um, and so I'm just really, really happy that I've gotten to be a part of it and I've gotten the opportunity to work with so many teams in so many different ways. Um, but it definitely has been very special. Um, and especially getting to, you know, put my hands in several different sports from basketball to hockey to even, you know, IFL and um, even the XFL. It's just been, uh, it's been awesome. I think the Lights might be the only team that you haven't worked with in Vegas, right? So I'm going to give a call to the boss man and yeah. be like, yo, if Bojo ever calls in sick, we know who can do it. Yeah, I think there's been, uh, I think I've worked with, seven of the teams, including like NBA G League, um, Summer League coming up. Uh, there's, I mean, I feel that I've kind of lost count now, but I think the last time I counted, I've worked with 
seven out of the 10 teams in Vegas. Wow, that's amazing. So, uh, Jennifer Stalin, we're talking with her, TV host with the Aces and the Raiders. You've also seen her as an in-game host with seven franchises out here in the Valley. Jen, you mentioned the in-game style, the fits. How long does it take you to get the right fit ready for an event? Because I've seen you out in events, and I'm like, damn, she really put a lot of work into it, and you look fantastic. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, it's it's interesting um, because the fit, I, I just feel them out, you know, but I will have to say, you know, my closet sometimes gets a wreck because I tend to pull out, say, 15 outfits just to wow. find the one. Um, but then again, I mean, the outfits, there's something that, you know, it's a way for me to be creative and incorporate my style. And I love to just have fun. I mean, I'm sure you guys, if, if you guys know, I love, I love the sequins and the sparkle and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I'd have to say every day it's always on, on the forefront of my mind, shopping to find outfits that are cool and trendy. Um, and I like to say more on, like, the fashion-forward, fun side of things. But it definitely takes a while. But then also sometimes, too, I'll walk in my closet and things will just jump out at me. And I'm like, that's it. Those are the gold pants. I'm rocking the sneakers. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a vibe. And I truly believe in the – you know, if you look good, you feel good, because there's definitely a time where I'm like, okay, we look good, we feel good, we're having a great game, the team's going to have a great game, we're going to bring the noise and the energy, uh, and uh, I definitely feel like it translates, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I hope the fans enjoy it, too, because I have a lot of fun with it. So. Oh, I know they do, and heck, the moment I posted on social media that you were coming on today, I had a lot of people DMing me, it's like, yes, we want to hear from Jen, and you've done a fantastic job. Tell the folks, besides your new show, In the Paint, where they're going to be able to catch you uh, with Raiders coverage as well, with the, with the, directly with the team. Yeah, absolutely. So I re-signed with the team um, as, a, as a TV host and a reporter for them, so... Um, I will be hosting the Raiders report um, coming up this season and, you know, working with the team, we'll still be doing our fun segments, you know, with the Ford morning commute and Raiders trivia, which is something that I truly love because it just gets to show a different side of the players. It gets to show an incredible side of the fans and we all get to, you know, have fun together um, all around football season. So I'm super stoked to be a part of the team again this year. Um, and, yeah, so that's where you can find me. But, you know, right now we're in the WNBA season, so you can find me, like you said, on uh, our show in the paint that airs on Fox 5 and Silver State Sports and Entertainment. Um, and so that's weekly. You can check it out on your weekly listings. But I know we got a lot of fun things coming up for, you know, the Aces and also the Raiders. So I'm excited to be back. I'm a huge fan of Jen. So when the team contacted me, it's like, hey, can you come to the morning commute? And be? I'm like, who's going to host it? And she, they were like, Jen. I was like, absolutely. I'll be there. And hey, it, I got to ask you, what did you think when you got in my car for the first time? I, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm 5'1", driving these big old trucks. People comment on how close my seat is to the camera. I'm like, well, I can't really reach the, the pedals unless <laughs> the seat's all the way up. Were you a little scared? <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, I wonder how good of a driver she is. And by the end of the, the, the drive, I was like, you know what? Five stars. If you were an Uber driver, you'd get five <laughs> stars from me. So you were fantastic on it. I know Jason, he had a great time with you as well. So I'm like, yo, if, if you ever get a call from the Raiders to be a part of the morning commute and Jen is driving... You're going to have a great time talking with her, and also, she's a good driver, so don't sweat it, because it's not easy. I get a little nervous. I get a little 
little nervous with the brakes. Sometimes the brakes are a little testy, you know, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I got players in the car. We got we to gotta drive well. And heck, it's your first time driving the cars, right? Oh, yeah, first time driving the cars. It's like they literally just put and the car there and be like, it. drive it. <laughs> I'm like, I am just driving like a granny. No one judges the driving. We are going to be safe and secure. I've realized that my go-to line before we start, I'm like, click it or ticket. <laughs> right. I don't know why the dorkiness in me just comes out, but I'm also like safety first. <laughs> like how it should be. Jen, tell people where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Jennifer Salen. Um, and, yeah, you can keep up on all, up to date on uh, all the things going on. It's definitely very sports-heavy <laughs> on, on the gram, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Jen, I can't thank you enough for coming on the air. Finally, I was able to catch you out here on Raider Nation Radio, and I'm super excited for what's to come with you because every year it seems like you just keep adding to your plate, adding to your plate, and you're just becoming a household name out here in the, in the city. Hey, Vegas is the place to do it. I love Vegas. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to be building with, you know, the sports teams here, you know, from, especially with the Raiders, from the inaugural year. And so I'm just happy to keep on getting the opportunity to work for the team. Vegas is lucky to have you. Jen, thank you so much and have a fantastic week. Uh, thanks. You too. I'll talk to you later. There she goes. Jennifer Stalin. Check out Las Vegas Aces in the Paint, the brand new show about the WNBA champs on Fox 5 Vegas and the Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network tonight, 7 p.m., Cox 125 and broadcast channel 5.2. She's an awesome person. That's something that a lot of people, like at first, you start following people because it's like oh she's with the Raiders she's with the Raiderettes and then you start getting to know people and like I've been a Raider fan forever when I started going to Oakland I started meeting some of the Raiderettes and now it's like I have them as Facebook friends or follow them on Instagrams and keeps checking out and it's like oh like Kara she was a Raiderette in Oakland she was a Raiderette out here in Las Vegas she just had a baby she's an awesome person Shania Christina you see all the all the ladies doing their thing and it's like yo they're part of the Raider Nation family. And it's pretty cool that Mark Davis, last year, he had that game where he celebrated the Raiderettes and brought Raiderettes from years past with the present Raiderettes and had them uh, participate because it's not a full-time job that they're with the Raiderettes. They got other gigs. Heck, Jennifer's a perfect example. She, I, I at times say I'm too tired because I work like three or four freelance jobs and two part-time jobs. Jen, she has like even more. So shout out to her. She does a fantastic job. Heck, after all of that, I think it's time for a Modelo because Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. The Raiders will be taking the stand to talk in the press conferences in a bit, and we will be catching them live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center once they are there. This is Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. What'd you say to fans who are disappointed in this deal? But it's not live. I think that's the thing. I still hate live. 
Like, I hate it. Like, I, I hope it goes away, and I would fully expect that it does. Um, and I think that's where the distinction here is. This is the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and the PIF. Very different from Live. All I've got, tried to do is protect what the PJ Tour is and what the PJ Tour stands for, and I think it will continue to, to do that. Um, so, look, going forward, I hope that there's, you know, there may be a team element, and you're going to see maybe me, maybe whoever else play in some sort of team golf, but I don't think it'll look anything like Liv has looked, and I think that's a good thing. Rory McIlroy, one of the top golfers in the world, someone that bashed Lib Golf from the moment when some of the PGA golfers were taking huge deals and going to play by this Saudi-backed um, tournament and that they were like, no, Rory McIlroy was never on board. And then yesterday, PGA announces that they're merging with uh, with Liv, that they're merging, that they're becoming a part of the entity. And I loved right here what Rory said. He was like, yo, I only bashed Liv for what they do. But he wasn't bashing like where the money was coming from. And the problem was that the commissioner of the PGA Tour, he was the one that he even ended up talking about like, oh, the Saudis and September 11th and this and that. And then Jay Monahan out of nowhere, he's like, well, we have joined forces with them. I was like, wait, wait, wait. A couple of months ago, you were like talking trash about these people. And now you're a part of their company. You're a part of their business. You're joining forces with them. I, Bobby, I don't know about you, but I'm like, Jay Monahan, he, he's not looking good right here. Oh, he's looking great. He doesn't give a damn about anything anybody else to say has to say. He can't hear you. He's got a big stack of money sitting in front of him. He don't give a bleep about what anybody else has to say. Look, I got a couple things to say on this real quick, all right? First of all, I saw this thing coming a mile away, all right? It's the same thing as the AFC merging with the NFC, the ABA merging with the, N with the NBA. Sooner or later, this had to happen. The other thing, how'd you like to be Tiger Woods today? Tiger Woods, they 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 backed up the Brinks truck for this guy, man. Eight hundred million dollars the Saudis were going to give this guy. And he He's said like, no, 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 no. I'll stick with my my virtues and all that kind of stuff over here. How'd you like to be Tiger today, counting up the money, going, ah, I'm about eight hundred million short. I mean, at the end of the day, he still has. A lot of money, dude. Dude, I don't Whoa. care. I don't. I don't care if you're Bill Gates. You gack up the eight hundred million dollars. It hurts. Yeah, that's something where players who didn't go out there, it's like, yo, what you told us not to go, uh -huh. and now we're we're a part of their money. They, they, it's like, they, what? They, they, the, the PGA players, they they're up in uh, Canada this week. Tournaments up there this week. Yeah. They had a meeting with uh, PGA officials at about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. It was described to me as violent. These I can people imagine. Pissed. I can imagine. Oh, my Lord, they're going after them. And I was how are these guys going to work together and play together? Oh, yeah. You tell, let me know how that's going to work out. So the news came out yesterday, like at 7.30 in the morning our time, and I was listening to Rory today in the press conference he held ahead of that tournament this weekend, and he was like, I received a text message two hours yeah. before the announcement if I could talk yeah. with somebody. And then they talked on the phone, and he got the details, and I can only imagine him being like, you know how much money I could have made if I left you guys and I nine, stayed loyal? Nine figures. I stayed loyal to you 
<laughs> and then look at this. Now yeah. I'm still going to get paid by them, but not the same amount I could have gotten paid if I mm-hmm. went and played their game. So that just shows you money talks. Mm-hmm. Wherever the offer comes from, if it's too sweet, take it. You're going to exactly. You're going to you, take you, it. You can't, you can't eat virtues. You can't put values on a dinner plate, folks. And that just shows you the morals. Heck, PGA at first, they were the, the families of the 9 11 victims that. They're pissed off. They oh, were like, sure. oh, they brought up our name, mm-hmm. our folks, mm-hmm. and now you're backing up? It's mm-hmm. like, no. They, the, I saw a press release that said, we will never forget. Yeah, I'm sure they won't, but Monaghan will, because Monaghan's sitting on top of a whole big old oh, stack yeah. of money. All the, all He's that, sleeping all that, on a stack of money. He's watching that, a ball game sitting on a stack of money. He's good to go, pal. All that money that Rory, Tiger, and all the other guys rejected, now it's in Monaghan's uh, mm-hmm. pockets. And let's hear mm-hmm. from the commissioner of the PGA Tour about what changed in the circumstances, because they've been trying to get this deal done for seven weeks. It it's just didn't happen from one day to the other. It's been almost in the works for two months. As time went on... And, you know, you've heard me say a couple times, circumstances change. You know, what changed? You know, I looked at, at where we were at that point in time, and it was the right point in time to have a conversation. And we weren't, you know, Michael, going back to the origin of live, they, and I said this, they needed to go down their path, and we were going to go down ours. They went their path, and their path was the money. And a lot of people are calling him a hypocrite. What the hell is he talking about? I don't understand a damn word he just said. It's just political talk. Yeah, yeah. Going it's it's office speak. Around. It's some nonsense. Why don't you just tell the truth? I got a bleep load of money, and it's all in my pocket, and you guys can go bleep yourselves. I don't care. Out. And that's why people are calling him a hypocrite, and he was asked about it. Let's hear I him. recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite, and anytime I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment, and I said, I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour, and our players. And so I accept those criticisms. He accepts those criticisms with a ton more money in his bank account. I would be accepting those criticisms too. James, take those criticisms, put them in the back of the limo, we're out of here. We'll take it. Say whatever you want on Twitter. I'm going to be happy in my limo and my private jet. You can jet call me everything but life. a child of God, and I'm going to be living with Jennifer Lopez next week. Y'all have fun. Good night. That's crazy. That, when I found out that news, I was like, they really did it. Yeah. I was like, damn. Well, blood money be damned. I, you know what? We'll wash the money. It'll be just fine. It spends just the same. But that just <laughs> shows you the Saudis, whatever they want, they're going to get one way or mm-hmm, another. Mm-hmm. And let me just help Except you out. Except Lionel Messi, who seems that he's coming to the States instead of over there. And, and, and let me help you out with one other thing. I don't want to drag this out or whatever, but I do want to say this one thing. For all you people that are all, all upset about this whole blo- they're taking blood money and all that. Boys and girls, in case you don't know, the United States government does business with Saudi Arabia to the tune of $350 billion, billion dollars a year. So don't get pissed off at a couple of golfers that got a couple extra bucks. Your government does business with the, the Saudis. They do business with China. They do business with all these countries. Better get used hey. to it, folks. The bottom line is real simple. As Cindy Lauper once said, money changes everything. PGA Tour sponsors... Some of them were from Saudi Arabia. And it's mm. like, yo, so you don't, you're don't you talking crap about Live Golf because they're backed by the Saudis, but you do take money from the Saudis via sponsors. It's mm-hmm. like, make your mind. And then we saw what happened. Yeah, now, yeah. They Value, Values merging. and virtues don't taste good on a plate by themselves.
Exactly. Let's go to Raiders headquarters and start listening to what offensive coordinator for the Silver and Black, Mick Lombardi, had to say after today's mandatory minicamp session. What's up? <laughs> it feels like, I, you know, just from watching it from, from where we are, it, it feels like there's a little bit of a faster pace. Sure. Um, is that just kind of the byproduct of going into year two? Yeah, look, great question. Year two has been, you know, obviously a, a great thing for everybody. You know, coaching staff, players, equipment room, everybody. You know, again, because you learn so many things from year one, schematically, operationally. And then you do those things and say to yourself in the offseason, hey, well, how can I improve those things that I didn't do a good enough job on? And you hopefully build off of that, and you kind of see some of those things come through fruition, you know, in the spring, which is really encouraging. You know, um, that's the most important thing, I think, of the spring. So it's been, it's been really great. Mick, I was mentioning this to Andre, talking to one of your players recently. Yeah. And they referenced how the offensive line plays with Carmen. And I thought that was very interesting. He has been able to really get in with those guys. He's tough, but they love him. He's one of them. What is it about his style that they embrace him as one of their own? He's just not their coach. Uh, well, I mean, Carmen is a phenomenal person. I mean, he's one of my best friends. So I love Carmen Priscilla. He's a great coach and a great person. So it's easy to love Carmen because I think he does a couple things. He's honest, and he's a hard, he holds players accountable, and he tells them the truth. I think that's the most important thing about coaching is you give the players the truth and you tell them, you know, what it is and what it's not. And I think they want that. They deserve that. And I think Carmen does a great job at that. Obviously, Jimmy's not able to get on the field, but as a coaching staff, how do you kind of maximize this time of the year yeah. so that this isn't a wasted point in time for him? You know, I think Jimmy's done a great job of attacking each day like he's got going, going to go out there and practice, right? So in the meetings this morning, phenomenal. Love working with him. You know, great attitude. And he's locked in every step, you know. He's asking great questions, you know, helping the young guys out, you know, and obviously, you know, him and Brian and Chase have some experience in the system and then, you know, helping Hayden, Hayden out as he, you know, comes, starts his NFL career and stuff like that. Learn not just this system, but an NFL system. So, you know, he's been great. Just, you know, I've really enjoyed my time with him so far and continue to work forward, you know, to have a great year. You guys added a lot of uh, receivers this offseason. What excites you about guys like Dorsett and uh, Dorsett and uh, Sims and, uh, and Carter? Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Carter, Cam Sims, and, you know, Philly Dorsett. You know, I was with Philly Dorsett back in New England, so I obviously knew him, had some previous experience with him. You know, um, those guys all work very, very hard. You know, um, they all came here on their visit, and they expressed how much they love football and how much they want to be in a culture that kind of has a hard-nosed attitude, you know, preaches hard work, dependability, accountability. I think all those guys have shown up every day to try and do that, um, and that's been the most encouraging part. Um, you know, because obviously every year in free agency, you lose guys, you gain guys. But if you can gain good people, that's really the most important thing. I think we did that at the receiver position. Were you guys looking to get faster at that position to add, add more speed to your goals? Against I think everybody's looking to get faster. So, I mean, definitely. You know, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we preach speed and speed, toughness, competitiveness, and, you know, all those things. So, for sure, at any position, we're looking to get improve our skill set, whatever which way it may be. Offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi, of course, you want to improve in every position. He talked right there about the wide receivers and the crowded wide receiver room going into training camp right now. I, I can tell you I was there at OTAs yesterday and uh, sorry, OTAs last week and the week before that yesterday, mandatory minicamp. Camp Sims is somebody that I'm keeping my eye on. When Mac Holland signed with the Raiders last year, a lot of people were like, who? And the, like the one play they remembered was from that Miami game. Here in Las Vegas with the stadium closed. Cam Sims, I think, can end up becoming 
somebody in the similar role to what Matt Collins did last year. So keep your eye on him. Shout out to the DeCastro Verde Law Group, Alex and Orlando DeCastro Verde. It's getting hot out here in Las Vegas, and I see people out in traffic, people getting pissed off trying to get home. If you're in an accident, they're the guys to call. 702-222-9999. They are my lawyers of confidence. Hit them up. Let's go to a break. We'll be back.